Welcome to Bears Country Podcast. Last call at Hallis Hall. The Bears just traded Roquan. I'm sorry. I said that I've said that many times to people I've been talking to all day. The Bears just traded Robert Quinn to the Eagles for a fourth round pick. And we have my very special guest who was on the very first episode that we ever did of Bears Country Podcast. Brian Reberg is going to join us. And we're going to talk Bears. So let's get to this shit. That's kind of a, a, a revision on my original opener to the show. That was my second option. I just kind of upgraded the logo. I think it's a little quicker, and uh, I like a little bit more. So I hope you guys like it, too. <laughs> Let's bring on Brian. Brian, it's so great to talk to you again. It's so great to have you on the podcast again. You are such a good friend, and it's so awesome to talk bears with you. Well, I appreciate you having me back. I really enjoyed myself the first time. I've been watching you these past couple of months, and you're doing a great job. Um I'm gaining so much extra knowledge about the Bears just watching the show and the guests that you have, the amount of knowledge that they have. You know, it's it's been it's been a great great um, you know experience. You know, watching you excel at this. So, you know, I'm I'm really you know happy to be here today. Dude, thank you so much. I appreciate that. It's it's a lot of work, you know. So, it's uh it's nice to hear the compliment from a good friend, you know. Uh, dude, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, like. I guess let's just start off with talking about this Robert Quinn trade. Okay. Wow. I mean, most people were saying that they saw that coming, right? And I actually didn't think the Bears were going to make a move. What do you think? Well, I've been, you know, myself seeing throughout the past weeks, you know, the news always stating, yeah, he's going to be traded, you know, anytime soon. It just never happened. And then I think it was last game that, you know, it's kind of late in the year. The trade deadline's coming up. Doesn't look like he's going to be traded. And then all of a sudden, bam, he's traded today. Um, but I guess this might be, you know, from the Eagles standpoint, they looking like they, they needed an extra pass rusher for, you know, their um, journey towards, you know, the playoffs and the Super Bowl because, you know, there's talk of the Eagles, you know, advancing that far. But they need that little, yeah. that little extra – you know, um, you know, pass rusher, because to my understanding that their statistics were kind of low defensively in that department. Yeah. So they may have, you know, offered something that the Bears couldn't refuse. And, 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 you know, the good thing is that money now is, you know, shifted to the Eagles. Yeah. And yeah, like Mike up. Houston's saying, yep. Plus so, our cap space for next year. Oh my, it's going to be great. Mike Houston. Thanks for joining us. And to what you said, I love the deal too. a fourth round pick. I mean, this is what I love about Poles is he – I wanted to bring up uh, his stats on that. Well, we'll get to that in a second. But what I love about Poles is how he values draft picks like like they're gold bars. You know? Right. We saw, we saw him turn five draft picks into 11, and we, we're getting a lot of starters out of that that are playing right now. And we're, even if they're not starting, they're getting a lot of playing time in the game. Yeah. So – I love the approach that he's taken. And my view was that he was going to continue to take this approach, which would be to stockpile picks because the more draft picks that you have, the better you can build your team. If you can hit on those draft picks, 
you know, you're going to save on salary cap space. You know, you're going to, mm-hmm. some of them you might have to let go, you know, some of them you're going to have to give a big contract to, but if you nail it on the draft, that's, that's the key. And yeah, we have a hundred something million dollars, you know, of cap space coming up this year. But to me, that's reserved for the players who have earned it on this team, like Roquan and Mooney right. and Justin Fields soon. Yeah. I mean, if Justin Fields continues to grow in this offense, like he's doing, and he starts to, you know, he's, that was a good game last week. And I know it wasn't a blow up game and we've all been hoping for this big, you know, Patrick Mahomes blow up game, but I feel it's still coming. So if you save that money for the players that you have on the team, keep building through the draft and keep saving that money to pay those players. And this another fourth round pick this year is, I mean, it's just adding to this draft. And if we can get it, if we end up with a, you know, a position where we can actually trade down in the first round and get more picks in this next draft, that would be even better. I mean, it's just the more and more picks you get, the better chance you have. And we saw that in this draft. Yeah, and I um I was looking up their salary cap. Apparently they have the the with the highest amount to spend, like $136 million. They're like number one in salary cap in the NFL after this deal. So like you said, they can now start, you know, uh, negotiating with Roquan again and get him the money he deserves. Save that money for uh, Fields, especially he's, he's developing. I mean, I honestly see Fields as our future at quarterback for the next, I don't know how many years. I think Hopefully, he's going to be the one. Like 20, I, I, like they're going now, you know? And, you know, and that right there is a whole different topic we can get into. Um, Ah, oh, did we lose you? While we lost you, there's a Roquan Smith. There was a during the press conference today. He was talking. Um, wow, that's a cool image. I hope that actually. I hope what I just saw actually remains in the video. For, you know, for the recording because that looked really cool. How you came back in? It was almost like you came out of the ether back into. <laughs> it was weird. Metaverse. Wow. Uh, yeah. I was just changing subjects because we lost yeah. you for a second. That. Uh, Roquan Smith was during the press conference, they released the news to him and he did not know about this. And the reporter like brought the news to him for the very first time and he lost it. He started crying and they had to, the bears ended up pulling the video, but I was able to find it. So here it is. Check it out. Yeah. What's, what do you make of Robert's time here? And what do you, man? Yeah, man. Sucks. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I'm gonna take a second for a second, if you don't mind. No, I have a great deal of respect for that guy, you know. Damn. Crazy. Yeah, you can tell he means something to the to this guy, right? I mean, yeah. What yeah. does that mean for him re-signing with the Bears? There was almost that look on his face, like, "I'm gonna fuck this team. I'm out of here after this year." 
I mean, he, he just found out that like, like we were talking earlier, the worst time. I mean, he's, he's sitting down, you know, he's, he's, you know, talking to the press, you know, trying to gather his thoughts about what he's going to say. And then all of a sudden this is thrown his way. You know, I think he's probably, he probably was expecting at some point, but again, like us, the fans listening throughout the past few weeks, you know, maybe, you know, it's thinking it's not going to happen. You know, my guy's going to be here for the rest of the year. Um, and then all of a sudden, you guys. You guys gone. And then here you are at a press conference trying to answer some questions. And they release the information to you. And you're like, what in the hell is going on right now? That was that was very emotional. It's okay. It, it was very emotional for him, man. And, uh, you know, it, it, I get it. You You build relationships. That's what a football team is about, you know. Um, I hope that that doesn't have any, um, you know, thought on his process moving forward with the Bears. I mean, because it was a business decision. I mean, look at the numbers here. Just this is just the last game. I know it's kind of it might be kind of hard to see, but if you go down, I don't know what uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten lines. Robert Quinn, one tackle, yeah, one solo. I mean, he's not producing this year. He had eight. The guy came in like lightning. Well, he came in, not really like lightning. He came in like a lamb and went out like a lion, right? He he wasn't doing shit his first year on the Bears. Then last year he has 18 and a half sacks. He breaks Richard Dent's record, which we all know Richard Dent is not happy about that. And he should be not happy about that because, you know, it was like a one-hit wonder, and now here we at. We're going into seven games, and he has what one sack and one tackle in the last game. I mean, these a fourth-round pick for Robert Quinn is exactly what I, what I would have hoped for, and I'm glad that they got it. And I'm sorry for Roquan. I know that the relationship part of of the game is one of the aspects that you know you have to deal with in, on the business side, but you know. Hopefully it doesn't um, affect his decision moving forward with the Bears. No, like I said, I, I, you show him the money, I think he'll stay. I think he also sees the potential with this team. Um, he, you know, He's leading the league in tackles. I mean, he's producing. So, you know, and the, and, the, and the other thing is, like you said, with draft picks, I mean, those draft picks also will show the commitment the Bears have. And the other thing is a fourth-round draft pick could be a solid offensive lineman coming out of college. Mm-hmm. Kind of find one of those diamond in a rough kind of guys, or a guy that can fit the scheme. You know, you could you could steal somebody. Right. So I, you know, that's I think fourth round is a, is a great number. I'm happy with it. I I think I think that most of most of the Bears fans in chat here, they seem to be happy with the move too. I mean, it's we almost saw it coming. You know, I mean, we've been talking about it for no, no, since the start of the season. So. I mean, the fact that it happened, I didn't think it was going to happen, but I'm glad that it did because he's not producing for the Bears and we can move on. Brian, I wanted to tell you what I had for the, the game, what my what my dinner was for the Bears game on the Patriots. It was this. <laughs> Dude, I guess every night now. It was a delicious Portillo's. It was act, That's an actual Portillo's beef. I know it looks a little nasty, but that that deliciousness there is just the the bread soaking up that au jus that was still chewy and delicious. And then the Bears won. Well, now you got oh, your lucky meal. 
I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to drive to Tampa Bay, Florida every weekend just to get a little <laughs> beef come back. Uh, you know, for a win because there's there's none in my town. Well, hey, thank God for Amazon though. Maybe you can get a one of those uh, Portillos, uh, you know, sent to you. You know, yeah, from Amazon you or can. something. You can, and there's special instructions for that. If you do, you have to make sure that you, if you if you get one of those Portillos beef packages mailed to you, make sure you take the the rolls and you steam them in the microwave in like a wet paper towel first for like 10, 15 seconds inside of a Ziploc bag. Okay. And then and then you can make your, your sandwich, put your cheese on there, build your sandwich, put your peppers on, and then you got to wrap it in parchment paper and then put it back in the microwave for like another 10 seconds and it's perfect. Man. You should put you're those gonna be, You're going to be here soon. I, I did. I, yeah. I, 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 have, I have the instructions on a short that I made. That's good. You're gonna, I, you're gonna you're gonna be here soon. We're going to the Bears at the Falcons game here in Atlanta, and I'll be making you a beef when you come to town, buddy. Dude, and I can't kids. wait, dude. Kids. I still the aftertaste from the last ones you made. Like I love a guy. I can't, dude. I try to explain to people. They nobody understands. They'll never understand. Oh, well, bless me, really, this Chicago. If you haven't had a, like an Italian beef, oh boy, I, I I could be a spokesperson for Portillos. I tell you that much. So, did I lose you again? Lost you again. I wanted to talk about this last game and some of the stats. It's kind of funny when you're looking at these stats. Justin Fields compared to Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi, Bailey Zappi just had to outdo Justin Fields by like one on every one of them, right? Uh, catch Catches and attempts, 13 of 21 for Justin Fields, 14 of 22 for Bailey Zappi. Uh, average 8.5. Justin Fields had him on there. Oh, Bailey Zappi lost the, the interception battle, but I mean, it, it was like they were, you watched the game. I know you don't get to watch many of the games, but you, I'm sure you were like most of us, where you were like, Oh, we're kick, we're gonna kick these guys' ass, and then they put in that Zappi schmuck and he starts. Slinging the ball all over the fucking place. He goes three for three with a touchdown. We're like, oh, my God, no, please, please, please do not let this happen. Were you scared at that point? The second time, yeah, the second touchdown because he did it back to back. I I started going, oh, no, not again. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Mac Jones, I think he was hurting. I don't think he was ready to come back. Uh, but the Bears made an adjustment. They made a big time adjustment against Zappy, and um, apparently Zappy's not all that everybody's making him out to be. So, um, well, yeah, I mean th- that the Bears defense is actually playing pretty well. I mean, oh yeah, they adjust the the way that they adjust is absolutely astounding. Like, even if they're having a bad first half. They come back in the second half and they and they adjust perfectly, almost perfectly, and they they have, you know, been doing really well. I think they've only given up given up a couple of touchdowns in the second half throughout seven games. Yeah. So uh, they're uh, and then we're we're also looking at the development of uh, Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker along yeah. with this, and we're seeing. Gordon and Brisker get an interception in this last game, and the interception by Brisker would a one-hander. Oh yeah, I know How that was, was that. Dude, he's he's a stud. 
That guy's an absolute stud. Um, I was listening to, I think it was Trent Dilfer. Um, he, he does a great job with um, breaking down not only quarterback, but he breaks down football. And he said Brisker's an absolute stud is what he said. And then it was funny because that next day after the game, Jacob was watching uh, little shorts about the, the combine, and he showed Brisker jumping at a 34-inch vertical leap. And then I went, oh, I get it now, that 34-inch leap going up there for that one-handed interception. I see it now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that guy, I mean, in the way he comes downhill, oh, my God. Dude, he, that to me – Dude, just a guy who loves defense, you know, watching him. They, they – you know, any type of running play, that guy reads it and he's gone. I mean, he's flying downhill. He's almost like a, another linebacker. Yep, yep. I've been saying that from draft day. Yeah, he is. Yeah. You know, they could always so, play him at the Sam linebacker spot, you know? Yeah, it, it's like – and then the, with a guy like that, I mean, the different schemes you can run, the different zone coverages you can run, um, and then you could use Rokon, just just coming, you know, blitzing, either A-gap. I mean, then, uh, you know, then you could disguise things. And, I, and I've heard, you know, one thing, you know, because of the 11 days they had off – the adjustments they made on defense and the fact they are putting more pressure mm-hmm. on teams. And they did that with the Patriots. They used, you know, more pressure, um, more stunts and more blitzes. So, you know, um, look, I look at their schedule. You're, you're a defensive coach, by the way, for high school. So or middle school, but yeah. Or, yeah. Middle school, middle school, high school. Fuck it. It might as well be high school you're you're down in <laughs> savannah ish you know yeah you're in, the, you're in the south you know coaching middle school football on a high school level i mean I, i've never heard anything about the practices that you guys do down here you do it year round for middle school like holy shit i wonder why they're you know they're they're pumping nfl players out of the south like maniacs although i did hear that illinois is doing the same thing they're they're practicing year round now too so yeah, I, I did. I read that too. That they're uh, they've taken on uh, that opportunity to go year round. Because I was when I first moved here, I was shocked. I didn't understand. Yeah, I, mean, I thought you started when August. You first told me about it. I was like, "What?" Yeah, we, so. we have a we have a, a Josh Wengler here. He's ask he's asking about a po- a possible sponsorship deal. And yes, I think we should you know make that announcement. We can't. We kind of have before, but for anybody that hasn't seen it, we we now have a sponsor. Greetings. I'm Dr. Dick Richards. Have you ever thought you were done going giddy? Only moments later to find a drip or two or three in your underwear? Have you ever felt ashamed? Well, feel ashamed no more. Even the iconic legendary musician Elvis Presley has had his own share of drippy dick. For all the males and the day, them, there, though, thou arts out there. Anyone with a dick. I've invented a revolutionary patented design called Drippy Dicks. Our state-of-the-art patented design can absorb up to two and a half cups of pee-pee. adhesive side down in your banana hammock. Watch Drippy Dicks go to work. The banana hammock is still dry. Just look at that absorption. Drippy Dicks. Made by a dick for a dick. Drippy Dicks. We want to thank Drippy Dicks for being our sponsor. Make sure you go out and get yourself a box of Drippy Dicks today at <laughs> your local drugstores. 
St. Damney says, this is a direct market item. I would like to get involved. <laughs> Contact the email at the, at the bottom of the Bears Country Podcast site, St. Damney. And thanks for joining us. I mean, uh, <laughs> back to the, to the game. Like, uh, you know, we saw a lot of things that the Bears were doing really well with the Patriots. The defense is playing well. We're seeing uh, they're leading the league in rushing. I mean, at 181 yards a game, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. The last time that happened for the Bears was during the Walter Payton era, and it was only like 168 yards a game. Yeah. So we're we're over that. I mean, for everyone bitching and moaning about this team underperforming, I've been saying from day one that this just it's a building process. You have to learn a the entire offense, then you have to learn the offensive plays within each offensive play. Because as you know, Brian. There's different ways as a defensive coach to stop every single play, right? There's five or six different ways to stop one. Every, like every single play has five or six different ways to stop it. Right. So, I mean, this, that they have to build, they have to learn the offense and they have to develop in the offense and they have to continue to develop. And that's what we're seeing here. And the coaching has been, in my opinion, pretty damn good. There's been plays there that have been missed, and that wasn't the coach's fault. And they've been um, they've been adjusting to the game as it goes. They've been they've been doing a good job. I'm I'm happy with the coaching staff. Yeah, I I am too. I like the adjustments, and they're, and they're really they got to get a feel for what they have. I mean, you have a brand new head coach, a brand new signal caller. I think the brand new defense, you know, brand new defensive coordinator. I don't know if he's ever been a defensive coordinator. I don't know much about him. Um, so they're getting a feel for their players and, you know, where their talents lie. And the big thing offensively is Justin Fields, what you can do with this guy. Um, the more and more watching him, the more and more, like, I think I made a comment in one of your, in one of your episodes about how, you know, he's been running for his life. And I was more like, yeah, good. Let him run for his life because he, he can put his foot in the dirt and he just can get up field. I mean, he finds a seam like against the commanders. Dude, they gave him a seam. He was gone. And the whole game, the announcer was like, why do they not spy him? Why do you not spy him? Why do you not? And I'm like, yeah, because every time they went into coverage, I mean, they went to their hooks, the linebackers, and everybody went deep. Fields just put his foot in the dirt and just took off. And I'm like, well, screw Here's an interesting number looking at these defensive stats from the last game. In, in the previous game against the Commanders, uh, Justin Fields was sacked five times, but he was also hit 12 times. Yeah. And they were, they were brutal, vicious hits. Mm-hmm. So you, you can pretty much just count those as sacks because, you know, 30% of those hits he was laying on the ground for, you know, a couple of seconds after just trying to get his, you know, strength yeah. back up. And you look at this game, four. The New England Patriots had four quarterback hits. They had four sacks. But, you know, that's only – if you combine those and you just make those sacks, that's only eight compared to last week, which was 17. So I, I guess, you know, that's getting better. As long as you can keep the kid on his feet. And I like what they were doing with the designed run plays for him. I don't yeah. want him to do it too often. But if the, if the game calls for it, I mean, we don't want him to get injured. Right. But if the game calls for it, they were playing a lot of man defense that game, and that's what they did. They they just they adjusted to the defense. Yeah, and I mean, shoot. So that's the hard part. Like 
you know, like I said, trying to run a defense and going, all right, well, I got, you know, certain, you know, down and distance. I got to go man to shut down the passing game, but they got a threat of a quarterback who could just run. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I mean, you, you got to cover because if you don't cover, he's just going to sling it over your head mm-hmm. or, you know, you got to find a guy in the middle that could spy him, but then you give up a zone. Then you got one-on-one. I mean, that's the other thing is that if you got one guy spying Justin Fields and Fields is the, 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 the athlete that he is, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm curious to see how defenses play him now. Mm-hmm. And once his arm starts, you know, his accuracy gets better, his decision-making, and they were saying that I guess um, he was able to start making progressions better. He's starting mm-hmm. to go from right to left or left to right, whatever it might be. So it's not even that, it's just getting rid of the ball quicker, you know. Yeah, you, that too. Yeah, getting rid of the yeah, but they were saying seemed, that it before, seemed to be like the moment that he saw that he, he needed to throw the ball, he realized he didn't throw it, and he's like, fuck, it's too late. And then he just took yeah, off, running, you know. Right. Um, but he's getting better with that. I'm 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 telling you what, man, the more I listen to smart people break this guy down, the more excited I get. Because he takes he he he's he's you know he takes a lot of shit in the, in the press, mm-hmm. but then you get a smart guy saying, no, let's relook at this, you know? And um, his, his talent level is up there with the Lamar Jacksons, you know, somebody was even, you know, equating him to like a Steve young type player, even though Steve young was scrambling, just ran for his life. But yeah. you know, with, um, he was you know, a good Justin runner, Fields. but he was also a good passer. Right. And Justin Fields, once he starts becoming that good passer, shoot, I don't know. I mean, He's already he's got the accuracy. It's already there. It's just a matter of, you know, learning the offense and confidence. And and I did hear, you know, with his arm angle, they said that's not really that big of a deal. But kind of learning to throw more with his abdomen than with his arm kind of coming forward, that will change some things, too. And he'll get it. He's doing the right things to prepare himself for it. Um, I like his breathing. I'll tell you what, I was really stoked to hear a guy with his whole breathing, you know, practices. Because There's a lot of uh, people making fun of that, though. No, that's the dumbest thing ever. That's the greatest I thing agreed. ever. Because I agree. Because when he got his ass kicked against the commanders, he got up and he went to the sideline and he just breathed. So he got his body back in, you know, working order, his he mind and body. meditating, basically. Yeah. yeah. And then – he got better. Then he was able to throw that dirty pill. What was it the was that Pettis he threw that to that bomb? Yeah, that I dirty mean, pill. I love the word. Uh, you know, <laughs> it was a dirty pill, wasn't it? It was. It was not. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm excited. What do you think about moving on to from this this awesome win against the Patriots? What do you think about this upcoming game against the Cowboys? Steve Phillips says I'm not really scared of Dallas offensively. Defensively, they could cause us trouble. If yeah. we score 10 points in the first half, we'll win. I, th- I like your thinking there, Steve Phillips. I think you're right about that. Well, if you Ezekiel... get 10 points in that first half, that defense will shut them down in the second half. I'm confident of that defense in the second half. I really am. Yeah, I, I think um, Dallas's defense, he's right. Dallas could give us some problems. I mean, Micah Parsons. Whoa. Yeah, Micah Parsons. That, they, that's been the name. That, him right there. So. They did a um, documentary about Justin Fields coming out of – it was a – I forget what it was called. Um, I have it in the links to one of my first videos. Um, it was about Justin Fields. And he was in a documentary coming out of college, going into the NFL, and there was like a 
class of five of them that were part of this documentary, and Micah Parsons was one of them. <laughs> and uh, he's he just seemed like such a really cool kid, man. He was just a you know, jokester, just yeah. You could tell, like, just from uh, the, the person that he was going to be good. And holy shit, has he been? Wow, he yeah. terrifies me. I'm scared of him. Oh, I'll say that much. But that's the only thing I'm scared about on this Dallas team. I, I really think that we can beat them. We really have good luck against the, the Cowboys. Yeah, um, I think Dak might be coming back though, right? Is he coming? Is Prescott coming back for this game? Um, I'm not sure. I think he is. Um, then you got um, Ezekiel. He's. I think his ankle. I think he hurt his ankle. He may not be playing. I'm going to save that question for later, Steve Phillips. Uh, I don't. You know, I, I watch Dallas a little bit because they're always on TV, but I don't know what to make of them. So, I mean, I, well, Cooper Rush was playing for a while there and playing pretty well for the Cowboys. I mean, they're they're what they're in second like, place. Yeah, he was like what four and one, three and one, or something. I mean, yeah. He, so I mean, but if, if Prescott comes back. Then I'm even, I'm I'm even kind of more uh, thinking this is going to be a win because coming back from an injury that you missed that many games, you're going to be a little bit rusty, I would think. And if if he's not playing, then oh well. I think this defense is starting to get advantageous, and uh, they're getting hungry for those that hits principle, the takeaway right. parts of it, you know. And they've been they've been showing both rookies with a pick last week was fucking awesome. Right. You know, I've always felt that the Bears defense keeps them in games. And, and you know, and actually it's kind of interesting. I was looking at their, you know, their uh, schedule. They've only got pretty much blown out once, and that was by the Packers. Everywhere else they were in the game. I think they, like, what, the eight, eight points is the most they've lost by, really? A touchdown, a two-point conversion. So you're, you're there in every game. Mm-hmm. And now we're almost hitting, you know, the second half of the season. There's second place. We could easily be, easily be five and one right now. Yeah, but or four we, and two. We can we can you know or, easily. Sorry, we, we played seven games. That'd be five and two or six yeah. and one. So it, the Packers game was the only game that was you could really say got a little bit out of hand, but it wasn't right. too terribly out of hand. We still had the moment at the end when Justin Fields got to the goal line and a fucking shotgun snapped QB sneak that he actually scored a touchdown on, but they didn't give him. But okay. that was because it was the Packers. Right. You know, it's like, I swear to God, the refs, they just, they come in with a million dollar check in their pocket to make sure that the Bears lose this game. It's, it's every fucking time. I'm so sick of it. We're going to see what happens in Soldier Field if that prick owns us again. I don't I, want to get started on that. This is this is nothing to do about the Packers, but I fucking hate the Packers so much that if I start talking about it, I just... <laughs> yeah, I know you get riled up. Uh, uh, yeah. So but, where were we? Yeah, Sanami's so, saying Dak's gonna be a little rusty. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So Steve Phillips, I think Prescott played last weekend. So he oh, did. Okay. Yeah. See, that goes to show you how much I pay attention to the Cowboys. <laughs> but uh, I I think this is. The, Easily a winnable game for the Bears. For some reason, I can't think of the last time we lost to the Cowboys. Even after they won the Super Bowl, the, the, the next season they opened up, the Bears opened up against the, the Cowboys and like 
what, 91 or 92 or something like that. And they, they beat them. So I think the Bears are going to beat the Cowboys. I really do. Even uh, what's his name? Josh McCown had a great game against the Cowboys. Everyone was pining for him to take Cutler's place because of that game. You know, it, it, Trubisky had a good game against the Cowboys. Justin Fields is starting to get his, his mojo, right? Right. So this is a win for me. Yeah. I mean, I, it looks favorable. The way they're, like I said, their defenses, if they lock down their receivers and they force the Cowboys, you know, try to beat you with the run game. And there, I mean, they, they're swarming. They're swarming the run game. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the offense just, you know, if the offense, I don't want to call it conservative, but, you know, try not to make too many big plays, you know, use that running game we have, um, use sprint outs, use those rollouts they keep on talking about with fields, which I think they're working, especially, I guess, the Patriots, when they started sprinting him out now instead of like, rolling him out, that was working great because, you know, he was able to, you know, I think he missed one pass. And even Aikman, I think, said oh, that might be the ball. You know, he's like, even I might have had a hard time with that pass. Yeah, I remember so, saying that, yeah. So, you know, you keep doing that. I'm telling you, they they have a great chance. You know, they're, they're not going to wow anybody, but Justin Fields will wow people, but I don't think the team itself is going to wow. But they Wait can win. Go ahead, keep talking. They say they can still win games, you know, playing with, uh, you know, an aggressive defense, um, you know, a, a mildly conservative, patient offense. You know, they got two great running backs. I mean, you know, Herbert and Montgomery. I mean, I, she. I, I, are you saying that this is still possible? Very much so. I mean, I mean, it's possible. We they can, they we can, can only lose two more games. I mean, I'm I mean, just saying. And playoffs. I mean, they can still. It's it's I mean, we, have this, we have the same record as the Packers right now, and they're about yeah. to get their ass handed to them tomorrow night by the Bills. I yeah. can't wait to watch that. <laughs> I cannot yeah. wait to watch that. Yeah, I never thought I'd be a Buffalo Bills fan, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know, I feel for the Buffalo Bills fans. I mean, if they would have won all four of those Super Bowls in a row, nobody would be talking about the fucking oh, God, Cowboys, yeah. right? They would hate them. They, they hate the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, God. Yeah. It's a if shame. If they would have won all four of those Super Bowls, they would have been known as the best team of all time. Oh, yeah. I feel for the Buffalo fans, and I hope they kick the fucking shit out of the Packers tomorrow night. <laughs> I cannot wait to watch that. And. I hope it happens. I'm just gonna yeah, I do too. Yeah, every time I watch, I, it's funny just that 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 loathing you have for the Packers and how much it doesn't matter. It could be you know Satan versus the Packers, and I'm going for Satan all the way. You know, I I cannot. Yeah, I, and the, and the the horrible thoughts that go through my mind when I watch the Packers and what I want to have happen to that team and that stadium and that freaking city. It's like God. I don't know. And all the calls they get in every game, and we we break his collarbone, and he comes back the game, the final game of the season, or yeah, like whatever, like to to beat us on fourth and nine with a like a twenty eight to twenty seven game, and throws a fourth and nine touchdown pass to oh, dude. Randall Cobb yeah. for like forty eight yards. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But you know, the tides are turning, man, and I'm, and that's why I was, 
I was hoping that they didn't trade him because I thought I want Justin Fields to take the the reins from this cocksucker, you know? Oh, and he he's on his way. I think. I mean, I think you know, Rogers. What is he? 38, 39, 38 years old. Thirty eight. So, yeah, he he's just about, he's not going to pull a Brady and play until he's like freaking fifty. So God, I hope not. I hope not. Somebody's going to snap him. I'll be honest with you. I think his own wide receivers are going to put him in an early grade because he's so pissed off at his <laughs> wide receivers. <laughs> God. he. Yes, he is. It's, fu- it's funny to hear, like, he just lows, and, and everybody knows. And he, and, it, it's, fun to, first, it's, fun to see, it's fun to see him on the sideline all pissed off at them, too. You know, you're like. Yeah. Like, good. You know. Keep I, dropping I was hoping passes. this was going to happen. Yeah. You know, it was either going to be one or two things. They were going to. Just he was just going to make these rookie receivers blow up, or they were going to completely suck and they were going to yeah. piss them off. You know, it, it was <laughs> there was no middle ground to that. It was going to be one or the other. Well, I'll you know, you know speaking of the, the the Packers though, when we talked about you know free agency, you know, Alan Lazard, I like Alan Lazard as a wide receiver, and we keep talking about you know we need an extra guy. Lazard might be that guy. He's a free agent. Wait. Oh, after uh, from the Chiefs after this year? Or no, from the Packers. No, he's on the Chiefs receiver. right now. Oh Where no, Alan, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of um the other receiver uh, that they got from Ty- or, um uh, uh, Schuster. No, Juju. They have no, Juju. No, they, no the, Chiefs the, the, the Chiefs got one of the Packers' other receivers. It was, oh, like, it was St. Brown and the other guy. Um, oh, he's got a weird name like that too. But okay. Yeah. You're right. We could get. I, I'm not really. I, I don't really want Alan Lazard. Really? I, what I want is a wide receiver in the second round, because if you look at the at the draft historically, the second round has a lot of great players, all pros, Hall of Famers in there. It's, yeah. it's statistically, if you look at the numbers, I want a, a wide receiver in the second round. The okay. first round, I would like that to be. A defensive tackle of some sort, whether it's a big pig in the middle, a big Ted Washington, you know, Vince Wilfork type, or we go what, with- one technique guy that just plugs the yeah. middle. Yeah. Right. Or, or go get that Tommy Harris. If there's one out there, I, don't, I haven't looked at the draft. I'm sorry if you guys have, I'm, you know, I, I don't know what's going on in the draft, but I, I'm, I, I've heard that there's some, some good defensive tackles to be had in this draft. So, how, however many of them are three techniques, I don't know. But that's what I'm hoping that they do, get a wide receiver in the second round, maybe even trade down if you can and get more picks in the first round or another second rounder, you know. Yeah, I think I'm, that's I'm, a whole strategy anyway. Yeah, I'm curious, like, at least with the receivers, I was looking up the top ten receivers coming into this year, and then I looked at the top receivers now, and I don't think I saw one of the names, like – the ones they predicted are not, I guess, their numbers aren't where, you know, other receivers' numbers are. So right. I'm Christian, curious Christian to see. Christian Watson sucks for the Packers. Yeah. 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 So um, Everyone thought Christian Watson was, oh, no, the Packers got Christian Watson. Then you're watching him drop passes all over the place in training camp, and he drops that deep ball in the first yeah. game. I yeah, mean, so I, it's the league, though. I mean, it's funny. It, like, if you ever play fantasy football, it's like, you take, you know, all of these, you know, top picks that are supposed to be studs and they suck, but then some no-name guy is like, you know, getting you all these points. You're like, where the hell did this guy come from? Um, I, wanted to, I wanted to answer this question from Steve Phillips. Do yeah. you think the Bears are better without Quinn 
who will take his place and what when will the defense take a hit? Um, I'm going to let you answer that question first. Me? Um, I don't know. I did. I mean, that, that I think has been one of the weaknesses has been the edge. Um, looking statistically, um, who was it? Is it what Muhammad and what is it? Gibson or the, the other two? Hmm. I, that, that's a great question. And, that, and the rookie uh, Robinson. Okay. Dominique Robinson. I don't know if they're going to be better. I mean, they, they actually, that, that may become a, a weakness, you know, be able to hold that edge, come off that edge. Um, so I, I, I'm going to say that they're not, they're going to be no different. No different. Okay. As we're, as we're showing here, I mean, one fucking tackle in the last game. Right. It's got like one sack on the year. He goes from 18 and a half to, I mean, no, so okay. yeah, I'm glad we got a fourth round pick for him. It's better than having to deal with one sack and, you know, 12 tackles on the year from the guy and then have to fucking pay him again next year. A fourth round pick is, that's like the, Best thing you could hope for. I think so, what we got now, yeah, is better, but that position with his I replacement think, is going to be curious. And as, far as, who, as far as who will take his place, that's going to have to be Gibson. He's, he's going to have to step up. So is the rookie. Okay. And, and will the D take a hit? No, I do not think the D. I, I don't think the defense will notice a difference. In fact, I think the defense might step it up because they're going to be a little bit upset that they lost one of their leaders. Right. And you're right, St. Omni, he is better than his stats last year, but it's it's just not happening. It's a fourth round pick is I'm glad we got it. You know, everyone else I think is gonna step up from this. They're gonna it's gonna amp them up to, you know, whether it's through emotion because they loved the, the leader and they lost the leader, like Roquan Smith did when we showed you that video video earlier of him crying yeah. and having to leave the Podium. I mean, how many other people feel that way on the team? So maybe they step it up. Maybe Gibson becomes gets three sacks this next game. Who knows? Yeah, because um, they're going to have to, you know, pay attention. Obviously, to Roquan, they're going to have to, um, you know, pay attention to the secondary. Um, they're going to have to, you know, with the blitz packages they decide to put in there. I'm curious to know what they do with Brisker if they put him on any blitz packages, send him off the edge somewhere. Um, I would like the, to see that. He, know, he already and, has a sack. Right. Um, and then, you know, in the middle, I mean, so I don't know if they'll be able to exploit that weakness. Uh, for me personally, the edge, I, I always worry about just because it's the contain you get outside, you know, right. they're getting yards. Now in the NFL, you got guys coming downhill. You got guys scraping over hard. It's a little different story, but just that edge always has me a little worried. I like having that, you know, that guy who can, you know, control that outside and rush, you know? And so mm -hmm. we'll, I think, I think that one's up in the air. We, we will see. It's something we should pay attention to. I'll be honest with you. Seriously. Oh, pay for, attention sure. To that. for sure. Yeah. Leo Factor says Quinn pressuring the QB pretty often and he used to be double teamed. They've been playing Gibson Dom one-on-one -on -one. and but yeah, they have, he, he's been dominating one-on-one. -on -one. So I, I, I'm happy to get the fourth round pick. I'm happy to uh, have the players that we have on the team develop. We go into next year with extra picks and, you know, 
maybe we turn those into you know more picks and we draft some of these players that I think the Bears can draft. I'm confident in this coaching staff. I'm confident in this uh, general manager. I'm confident in how he has a, he's hired an assistant general manager. And they just they've been getting better as the season has gone along. It was there's been some bumpy bumpy roads along the way, but um, better than anyone expected. So I don't think there's anything anything to complain about at all. Uh, moving forward, just keep progressing, remain patient as fans, don't overreact to everything. Allow the process to work. We come in at Dallas, we shock them, and. From there, we're going to be talking about the Bears in an entirely different light a week from tonight, Brian. The yes. Bears go in there and kick the Cowboys' ass. I promise you, you're going to see all the heads that are on fire. They're going to be doused with water. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, this, is, this, this, this has been a great episode of Last Call at Hallis Hall with you. Do you have anything, any last parting words you'd like to say before we wrap this up? No, I, you know, I, I really, uh, I have a great time doing this. You know, it, I've been fortunate enough. The bears have been on TV, watch them a little more. I at least try to read up, you know, what's going on with them. Um, so, you know, I, I'll come on, you know, whenever you want me to. Uh, I'd love to have you on anytime. Especially, you know, they start, you know, we start talking playoffs. I'll definitely really want to come on and just, and start, you know, you know, you know, having a conversation about where they are, you know, and their, you know, where they could be at the end of the year. So, I mean, I, we've got a spot for you here at Last Call at Hallis Hall on our episode of Last Call at Hallis Hall. Uh, Anytime, I, buddy. I, I, I appreciate that. Definitely. So, you'll have, have to talk more next time about your like coaching experiences and how they relate to your understanding of what you're seeing on the field. It's going to be awesome to go to the game with you too. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm excited. Let me just tell you kind of a, I don't know if it's a funny story, but when I was doing my fantasy draft for like football, we're doing it at school. Well, you know, I, I picked the, the, the Buccaneers to be the defense, but I picked the bears as my, my backup. And I realized the Buccaneers, their buy is the week the bears play the Falcons. And I didn't know that. And I realized at the end and I was like, Oh my God, it's hilarious that, but I will say this, I've kind of dropped the Buccaneers and put the Bears defense in there anyways to start. So I thought that, you know, the one time I'm going to use the Bears was at the, at the Falcons game. While you're there with more. us at the game. Yeah, while I'm at the game. But not anymore. I put them as my starting because they're way better than the Buccaneers. And, Dude, and, we're going to have we're gonna have an entourage. It's going to be me and Ian and, my you know, Kitty, my wife, and then – you and your wife and your two kids and then yeah. um, a guy that lives here who's from Chicagoland and he got tickets. He's sitting right behind us and he's I think he's bringing his dad. It's going to be like nine of us going to this wow. game together. It's going to be great, dude. We're going to have... Gonna, we're going to overtake the stadium. Yeah, we are. I'm looking dude, we, forward to it. Dude, it's Georgia. We The Bears may still take overtake the stadium. It seems like there's more Bear fans in Georgia than there are Georgia or Atlanta fans. Yeah, the... the mm. People in Georgia, all they care about is the Bulldogs. They don't care about the Falcons. Oh yeah, I know. I mean, every the Bears, the Bears game I was at uh, before the new stadium was eighty uh, percent Bears fans, and the Falcons fans had cleared out. Cutler was killing them that game, 
And there was all of us Bears fans left in there just chanting and overtaking the whole stadium. It was so much fun. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm really looking forward Me to too, this. Man. Me too, man. If you stay an extra day, maybe you'll be here right with me to do the podcast with me. I'll, I'll talk to I'll talk to Jen and see what she says. So <laughs> all right, yeah. buddy. All right, man. Well, th- thanks for coming on, man. I love you, bro. Yeah, I love and, you too. Uh, I appreciate it. And we'll we'll see you soon, man. Want to thank right. everybody for joining us tonight on this version of Last Call at Hallis Hall on Bears Country Podcast. If you like this content, please make sure to subscribe, set your notifications because there's always more coming. Brian, you wanted to do the breakdown? The Bears on one, two, three. Go one, Bears! Two. What? No, you got to. Oh. Ready? One, two, three. Bears! Go Bears! <laughs>